welcome to episode 23 of the Film Yarns podcast presented by myself, Charles and Jack. Uh, this week we saw Jarhead, which was a 2005 American biographical war drama film based on the US Marine. Anthony Swafford's 2003 memoir of the same name. The film was directed by Sam Mendes, starring Jake Gyllenhaal as Swafford with Jamie Foxx, Peter Sarsgaard, Lucas Black and Chris Cooper. Jarhead chronicles Swafford's life story and his military service in the Gulf War. Film received mixed reviews, box office disappointment, grossing 97 mil against a budget of 72 million. Despite the film's mixed response, it spawned a film series of four films. The sequels look fucking terrible, man. (laughs) I don't know if you had a look at the trailers, but they'd like... I don't know what they were trying to build on top of there, (laughs) but... um. I mean, here's the thing. I like the what the film or the book set out to do initially. It is a kind of like to show the general sense of like um, despair and, and uh, you know, these like bloodthirsty um, soldiers who just kind of like they have nowhere to di- direct all this like pent up emotion and rage. And then they just, you know, like how like the air, like they're like, oh, we're not even going to like be fast enough for this war like it's going to be you know miles down the road like Mm. i understand like they're just kind of you know they realize that they're like pawns of the bureaucracy like as they're kind of already over there and that would be quite a depressing feeling Mm. and they start to lose their minds as you'd expect yeah 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 i guess um i guess sort of starting at the start i thought there was two particularly interesting things at the start of the film which was like the first one was showing uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, uh, his family, his background. He's talking about, like, oh, my dad was a Vietnam vet or something. Yeah. And you sort of see, like, glimpses of his sister who's in um, a mental health facility. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think. Or a hospital of some sort. Yeah. His yeah. mother who just looks like, you know, and then oh, his yeah, dad she... who's just kind of, like, sitting there, sort of, like, just aggressive, like, smoking a cigarette. Of... Yeah, table. yeah. Mm. Um. And you see him, and he's in the toilet with, like, um, you know, The Nam, that Marvel ma- um, comic? Yeah. Without being numb? Yeah. He's, like, reading that, and I thought, that's pretty interesting. Like, because obviously, like, you know, he, he, it's weird that, like, he, he recognizes that Vietnam was bad because his father and his, like, family, how it's turned out. But, like, also, he's got these comic books that are sort of engaging him in Vietnam as, yeah. as well, you know? Like, um and you sort of see that played out again when they watch um, Apocalypse Now with the um, the helicopters going along, shooting up the village, and they're yeah. all just like losing their mind, like hell yeah, like. Whereas like obviously anyone who's seen Apocalypse Now, it's pretty 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 painfully obvious that it's about the horrors of the Vietnam War. Yeah, um, well, that, and that scene, I I maybe it maybe I'm reading into it too much, but I thought it was very reminiscent of the 1984 scene when they're yelling at the cinema screen. Like just like that. It's almost become Mm. like an iconic film scene where it's just like to display like really blatant, like ideology in a large group. We just have the people like watching Mm. a kind of really, um, you know, something extreme happening on the screen and they're like cheering. It's just like a really easy technique to just be like, look how, look at the spectacle of this. Yeah, well, and I think that's true. Like, I think, um, you know, I think the scenes leading up to that uh, part show just how how much work the uh, military have put into trying to change these people's minds um, and, like, directing them to just being, like, you know, your only role in life is to fight for us. Your only reason for being is to fight this fight. You know what I mean? And so when they see this, when they see the American military come across the, um, the river attacking a village of Vietnamese people 
uh, all they can do is like, hell yeah, like that's what we're gonna do. That's what we were meant to do. We're gonna be saving people. We're gonna be like um, instilling democracy in these countries. Yeah. Uh, but I thought I, I think like I don't know what you think about this as well. But um, watching uh, Apocalypse Now is kind of funny as well because it seems like um, the one of the like reasons behind uh, America and like some of the other Allied forces sort of coming so hard into the Gulf War was their loss at in Vietnam. Right. Like America's sort of like America invaded. They didn't need to be there. It wasn't their war, and they just got their asses kicked, you know. Right? And then they, they they had to deal with that. Like, so they're like, no, we're gonna we're gonna flex another way. It's funny you say that, yeah, because um, I was reading like, as I usually do. Um, I was I was checking out like some YouTube reviews of Jarhead just to kind of gauge other people's opinions mm. and stuff. And because you know we we're both sort of chatting about this throughout the week, like the movie did suck in a lot of ways <laughs> but there were <laughs> some redeeming characteristics um and th there's this one comment on the youtube review not so much to do with the movie itself um but let me just find a bit um okay yeah so he, this guy he was like he's he's written a long comment he said i was an army infantryman during the gulf war and he sort of talks a bit about like, you know, the film dug up a lot of like memories that were hard for him to face. Um, and like, it's quite an insightful comment. But then he goes, there, are f there were a few of us who knew Saddam was a legitimately bad guy and several of us who just thought the whole thing was about oil. And to an extent it was, but it was really more than anything else, just time. America hadn't had a real war in nearly 20 years. It was past due. People in factories needed jobs. Some foreign nations were starting to forget just how dangerous we are. And it was time. And the worst thing about that is just how big it is. When you're in the military, they teach you to approach problems one step at a time, to break it down into its component parts and pull those parts out one at a time until you find the offending issue remove and replace it and repair the whole but how do you repair the government the military industrial complex the american media the citizenry how can you fix something so fundamentally broken without destroying it <laughs> i don't mean to laugh I, but like yeah, he just I mean, you know it's yeah from an ex american soldier it's very nail on the head yeah yeah i think i think that's true and i think um i mean i'd say like a lot of this film kind of like hit me pretty hard as well but like i think that ruined it was the end i think that made the film terrible just because like instead of cutting it they should have cut it um when um the uh, i can't remember what it's the like... character's name was but the, the other guy who was working with um jake yon hall's character uh when he was just sort of sitting there and they're like, oh, they haven't picked us up yet if buddy yeah if they just cut it there that would have been good but they sort of went back and the dudes were shirtless firing their guns in the air and <laughs> you know i i, I thought that like they should have just cut it there when they were just like we didn't even get to shoot a bullet. Oh yeah, when they're walking back, like to the party, but they yeah. don't know there's a party yet. That that yeah, like, and cut they think like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah I, I just totally before agree. that, when they're still in the like structure in that building, that like burnt out thing, that's when they should have been like. It oh, would have said over. a lot more. Like, yeah, the, everything after for that sure. was pointless. Yeah, because all of that was just like oh, you know, you never really leave war and all that sort of stuff, and like it became too mushy. You know, if you want a war film that really like affects you, you just got to be like, yeah, that's fucked up. Like you got to cut it and show, this yeah. But, yeah. But I think that's true. I think that like that comment is true. Like Saddam Hussein, yeah, he, you know, he he lashed out because um, the Kuwait the Kuwaitis or the Kuwaiti government 
whoever was in control of the oil at that point in time was overproducing, and he was like, "Well, fuck you guys." Yeah. I don't want. I don't want that. And obviously, at the same time, there was a couple of other issues in terms of just like the power around oil, um, and so they invaded. Yeah, it was an absolute nightmare. And but, then uh, you know, it's what, crazy about yeah. like them lighting up the oil fields as well. Like apparently, the um, mm. environmental impact of that was insane. If you think about, yeah. I don't know how, like yeah. how long it burnt for, but um, I think they had like five. Oh, it, almost a year. It, almost yeah. almost a year. It took them almost a year to cap them all. Apparently, and I was yeah. So they you know it's called like a scorched earth um, strategy. Yeah. So you just like <sighs> hardcore. Yeah, but, and it would have you know, backed into a corner, it's what you would do, like, if you were a leader of, you know, like, that's what, you know, I, I understand Saddam well, doing also, it. Also, um, you know, the reason they kind of started this whole thing was because there were, uh, the Kuwaiti, whoever was controlling the oil at that time in Kuwait, was overproducing it. Right? And they were just like, well, if you're going to overproduce it, fuck you, you're not going to get anything out of it. It's yeah. going to set it on fire. Yeah. Um, but I guess... Yeah, I mean, I don't think that they really expected that, like, an entire, like, Western force of military might was going to just come and crush everybody. Yeah, and... um. To be fair, for a period of time, Saddam Hussein was, like, really kind of, like, near, like, sort of leaning into it a little bit in the way that he was speaking about it. But, like, like any, like any good um, politician who's against the West, yeah, I, I would say the same. I feel like these people... Have, a, uh, have their grip on everything, fuck them. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one, I mean, bef- before, I, I, not that we're going to like tear the film to shreds or anything because, you know, it, we can watch, we've watched plenty of bad ones and I didn't like this very much at all. Like it was like, I got halfway through and then I had a few days break and it, it was just a bit of a drag, man. I was pretty stoked when it finished. But one redeeming, I guess we can just give it <laughs> some points for like, it's nice when there's a big budget Hollywood film that is anti-war and like, you know, it doesn't glorify mm. anything really. It just, you know, mm. shows a lot of the darker aspects and like a lot of, from as far as I can tell, without any personal experience, a lot of the comments on this YouTube review are from like ex-soldiers saying like, yeah, like they capture a lot of that very well, mm. the, you know, the general sense of malaise. Yeah. Well, I think... Um... You know, who knows what what the what the situation was. Not being there myself, but the I can't remember what his name was. But the sort of country guy, yeah, the soldier, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he's classic. He was man. the one that was always just yeah. And like when they have like, to take the know, pills, and he's, he's just like, just "What like, the fuck? Like, why yeah. would I have to do that?" Like, yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, "Oh, you have to sign this waiver because these are unproven or untested or whatever. You just got to do it. Like, so you can't sue the pharmaceutical companies, like." Pharmaceutical companies must make a killing off of just like military uh, advancements. They must just be like, oh yeah, this will stop you from you know chemical warfare or nuclear hazards or whatever. Yeah, he was um he was great when they do the TV interview bit, and yeah. he's just like blank face. <laughs> it's like, why did you join the army? Yeah, because he's like, what the fuck? So... Like sens- censorship. He literally joined the army just because he wants to shoot shit, but he actually like doesn't support his. Yeah, like, he's not in the ideology at all in, like, yeah, I'm doing this well, because at, I, I'm a patriot. Well, at the start, he actually said that, like, he was about to be sent to prison, but he had That's the decision right. to either enlist in the military or go to prison. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that was the joke. He was like, oh, I'd be getting out of prison today if I chose prison instead of, like, you know, flying to uh, Iraq. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think it. I think it does do um, you know a bit of a not a, not a great job, but an interesting sort of you know America sort of confronting the highway of death, and they're just like just destroyed thousands of people's lives. You know, it wasn't just um, it wasn't just like Iraqi military forces. It was like um, everybody was trying to get out of Kuwait at that point in time. Yeah, yeah, the displacement was crazy. Uh, I think, yeah, I remember, because uh, I was reading some of the stats. I think, I can't remember, basically, because, man, it still confuses me because I like the Iraq War and the Gulf War. And, you know, I yeah. I'll, I read through, like, both Wikipedia pages on those two, but it's still just gets Well, the Iraq War me. is not the Gulf War. The Gulf no, War I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. I know. Uh, just, but I mean, like both related to oil i guess you know like and yeah well one it was just because i think also like the iraq war was to do with like saddam um sort of agitating um for like an eastern bloc or like the middle east sort of coming together as like a political world power but the, you know there was some pushback from one side and another side yeah there's all sorts of like um problems there apparently you know? um don't worry be happy was um uh George Bush's favorite song so they really? like, play it semi ironically in the film like in one of the early scenes mm. when they're at the um the base yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, it, that, that base I just, living I imagine terrible. George listening to don't worry be happy and just like you know puts it on at the end of a long day and he just like forgets whatever yeah, they, happened they, they, <laughs> they sort of love to um America loves to sort of paint George Bush as like an idiot but now they sort of look at him with love. Like it seems like he's at every sort of um, he's at every democrat democratic inauguration. And oh, stuff really? That's like pretty bizarre how that's that's, that's happened. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. Like, look, I think you know, I think maybe Dick Cheney and people like that probably had something a bigger bigger part to play in this war. But um, you know, George Bush isn't just like an idiot. He did make decisions. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Right. But it is. It does. It does reflect poorly on him but it seems like he didn't even really want to be part of it he was kind of just like oh you know i'm on this like i'm on track to become the next political um you know i'm the son of an ex uh political entity yeah i could do this so why not <laughs> yeah but um yeah no um yeah bizarre but uh i guess like Another thing that I thought was interesting about this film was like, and it, it didn't say too much about it, but like, there's a difference between a civilian and a soldier. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, like, and you, you sort of see it now with police and um, I don't know, regular non-police people, I guess, um, in that they use that same terminology. And there was one of the one of the soldiers when he was getting interviewed was like, yeah, I want to learn skills so I can enter law enforcement when I get home. Yeah, that's Pretty, pretty, pretty frightening, right? When like half of I don't know, half of the police statistics or whatever are are like learning military tactics to use in like police situations. Like, doesn't even sound yeah. It's pretty yeah, it, yeah. I guess it's it's like say you have a traumatic childhood and and you come from like a rough background and so you're like, oh, I don't have many options, so I'll join the military and then you go to like this semi-pointless war and come home like having not filled your thirst for blood and you're like, what do I do now? And you become a cop and it's like, yeah. well, that's such a bad mix of like your life education. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like um, like that one guy said, you know, prison or the army, 
um, Jake Gyllenhaal's character says, like, I got lost on the way to college or something. Like, you know, there's a lot of people who just kind of get, like, pulled. And apparently that's a really big um, recruitment tactic in America, and it probably happens here as well, is, like, uh, military recruiters would go to, like, uh, areas in the country that have, I don't know, you know, like, people that maybe I have think, broken families. I or think they'll just get their hooks in everywhere, college. really. Like, yeah, they don't yeah. even have to do that. Because, like, it was at my school, you know, like... Um, you know, they, they almost convinced me to join, to be honest, man. Like, because um, I had shitty grades. Yeah. And I think we talked talk about this before. Because I had shitty grades, like, halfway through high school. And they were like, yeah, look, you're probably going to, like, have, you know, you're probably going to um, fail a bunch of stuff in your last two years. So, you should consider this option. Um, and they they do, re they really sell it. You know, they have, like, pamphlets and they make it look really cool mm. and, like, fun. And, you know, you get to, like, work with technology. And they definitely make it seem like like a hands-on sort of job, you know, like away from the books, but it's definitely, you mm. know, in doc, as they say. Oh, the yeah, film. yeah, yeah. I think they um, say it in the film, it's like, in doc think... class starts Monday. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Like, and um, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think they know exactly what they're doing in terms of like, uh, you know, tons of kids love Call of Duty. We can just show them like, oh, it's just like playing Call of Duty. Get yeah. in there. Like... When, you're, when you're 15, man, and you have like, anger and you're just like oh yeah i'll shoot guns that sounds that sounds what just what i need you know adrenaline and guns yeah and you don't really know like you're not you don't know how to constitute yourself as a person as well it's like oh you know soldier military that's a person like yeah I can that's fit into yeah, that, yeah 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 that, that's an upstanding thing yeah i'll do that mm. then people will like me yeah yeah and like you know it's it, it's uh the, the military is a weird thing as well right like you kind of need the military there so you can have you can always like shit on them <laughs> it's just yeah i don't know it's 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 bizarre hey and it seems like you know like most of these like infantry people or like uh marines or whatever seem to be like their movements are dictated by i don't know people at home or something like people that never really get into any of the skirmishes or anything yeah so it makes it even harder but yeah what else did you think um since you, you, you I, i'm interested in why you didn't really enjoy it or you didn't like it or it didn't affect you I just thought it had aged really badly. I think I saw it roughly when it came out. So I would have been like maybe 13. And I was like, yeah, cool. Mm. Like kind of, you know, like a dark-ish <laughs> war film. I thought it was cool. And they talked about like, you know, it was just a bit more, it had a bit more depth to it than your average, you know, like Saving Private Ryan or something, even though that's probably a better film um, in yeah, my that, opinion I've now. I watched that way too young. Yeah. Way too young. <laughs> I watched that. <laughs> but like, I just, I just had better memories of this. And then I watched it back and it just like... Uh, it's just kind of cringy in a lot of parts, I guess. It just it just mm. reeked of that kind of two thousand and five general attitude. I, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to kind of capture it. It just reminded me a lot of the state of the world in two thousand and five. I think we were a lot dumber. Maybe it was just me that was a lot dumber. <laughs> but like, I feel like the people making the film, you know, like also, you know, they wouldn't do a lot of the same things today that they did. Um, that just oh, yeah, seemed like not. like normal choices in the writing of of Jarhead. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Like um, there was some, and I guess this is lifted from someone's like um, memoir or whatever. So like, who knows how embellished it is? But um, there was a lot of there's a lot of a lot of like bizarre scenes. Like, there was constantly talking about how 
someone's gonna be fucking your wife or your girlfriend or whatever like it doesn't matter like because they're just so bored. doesn't matter if you're, you've been together for ages or you've done this or that or whatever like and then they have that wall it's, it's like wall of shame or science like pictures of like people's wives and girlfriends and whoever else and then there's like slander underneath it like and you would be hurt of course but like it's kind of fucked up like they they are bonding over it as well they're all just like yeah like they don't get it like they're off like fucking their like new friends or like their boy their new boyfriends or whatever we're here and it's, like, it's not our fault it's pretty pretty terrible like the video like the um when they go to sit down because that guy's girlfriend sent him a video like the yeah. deer hunter yeah yeah yeah. and it's, uh, her, it's her having sex with a neighbor yeah oh yeah. man that's why would you do something like that <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I because we, we have no context. Just, I assume, you know, like, this guy is just a random dude, you know, a random soldier who's just there. And his wife is sending him this video. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Right? I was very confused about that. Yeah, I guess it just emphasizes the torment. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure you understand the point of that scene, I guess. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. But, like, I didn't know. Like, I wanted to know whether or not that was an actual thing. Like, people were doing those sorts of things or whether or not it was just... Because of course, like people would leave their um, leave the their partners or whatever. And one of the soldiers says, like in an offhand comment, he's like, "Oh, she has like a military fetish or something." So obviously that's a thing. Yeah. Like obviously, and in America or something. And I remember watching. I don't know if you've heard of this. It's called like Florabama Shore. It's like another one of those Jersey Shore things, but it's in like the Alabama Florida connection somewhere. <laughs> like spring that. break kind of. It's terrible. <laughs> it like, I don't know. Terrible. Watch it. Don't watch it. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Don't waste your time. But like, there was one woman on there who like her idea of a man was um, a military dude, like a massive military dude, and she was just like, doesn't matter who you like, you just have to have this one specific thing, and I love you. It was absolutely bizarre, and I can imagine that's like that's an attitude replicated across the country. Yeah, I get it. But it also loses, like, it loses its, um, its sort of, like, sticking power or whatever because, like, then they're in, um, they're doing their service or whatever, they're, do- they're on tour, and, um, you know, what can you do, you know? You don't have that person anymore, you just look for the next military man or something. <laughs> it might happen the same way for men that, um, whose partners are, like, in the... Uh, armed forces as well, like uh, their wives or girlfriends or something. Um, it could happen, yeah, for anybody really. I'm not sure, but in this, this is a very heterosexual film. Yeah, lots of f bombs. Right. Just straight up dudes. And like, just like when yeah. uh, when they're on the airplane and they're like harassing the um the hostess. Yeah. Pretty pretty. Yeah. <laughs> but like you know, the film has they've chosen. The type, like the kind of more seasoned hostess character who, who's fine with it. Like they you know, they've got like she she's got a, back, a witty yeah. answer, but you know, most yeah. other people in the situation would just be like, "I quit, like, fuck this." Cause... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was this would have been the time when like America was really resisting having any change. Like we're not gonna let women in. Like there was that big massive issue about like will we let trans people in as soldiers? Like how would that change anything? And what the like. Don't you just want soldiers? Like, what the fuck does it matter what their like sex or gender is? Uh, yeah, so yeah, I didn't know been... that was a thing. I guess it would just it would. Yeah. I, I was I, I was I did think of that in the film though because I was like it would upset their um like their procedures because it's always like it's always ma'am or sir you know like they they have like yeah. it's very standardized in the army like you know and it, it's That's true. it's never questioned and then like but that curveball to like, their you saw no women yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, there was no women in that film at all like, yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, the only women that were in there were, like, the subject of people being like, oh, you bitch, I can't believe you did this, or, like, you know? Yeah. Man, it's snowing yeah. like crazy outside. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um... Oh, oh, whoa. Winter Wonderland. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I've kind of gone through all of the things that I had to say. Do you have anything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wanted to um, sort of talk about this in a larger sense in terms of Sam Mendes' films. Have you seen 1917? Came out last year, I think. No, nah, I've been told to watch mm. it. Well, yeah, so I watched not to, it. I'm not, yeah, like, yeah. not wrapping up or anything, but what do you want to watch next week? Will it be <laughs> another war-related film or not? Um... We could do another war-related film. There's another like, I'm, I'm, I was I'm on pretty the fence young. about it. I was, I was. Let me. Anyway, sorry. Go on. What you're film, saying like, about? Oh, um, yeah. So after I watched this film, um, I think it was yesterday. I ended up watching 1917 afterwards. Oh, I really? Dunkirk after that. Oh, you full binge, <laughs> man. You, so I went, like, you've been to I war. Went, I went in reverse order. You've been to war I with went, the screen. Like, um, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was nuts. Hey, it was like Gulf War, and then it was like World War One, and then it was World War Two, um, and yeah, I, like Sam Mendes' films. I mean, Dunkirk was done by Christopher Nolan. I just wanted yeah. to watch that because I hadn't seen that. Um, yeah, no, I wanted to complete that sort of. What was better, uh, directorial? Huh? Was Dunkirk better than 1917? Yeah, 1917. I didn't like very much. It, apparently, it got lots of awards, but like, I don't know. It was. I can't stand like listening to British people talk. I find it quite. <laughs> <laughs> Any specific like, British accent that's better or worse? No, no, not like there obviously are much better ones and much worse ones. But like, there's something about watching like the British art. Like every time they show like the British Army in World War One and World War Two, they always show them as like these like sort of like because Harry Styles was in Dunkirk. They have this sort of like chiseled, but like. Oh, you know, okay, yeah, yeah. Good, good-looking dudes, but like, surely the British Army would have just had like fucked-up teeth, mad grey skin, all skinny in that. Like, I mean, there would be like you know a little bit of like royal blood kind of in there as well. <laughs> like, I doubt that if the royal blood, if the royals had anything to say about it. No, like, but the, you know, there's like there's war. always like bastard children, you know, around. You know, like just there's, there's different look. Like, <laughs> I just mean that there there are some good-looking British people. <laughs> denying that i just think that like in british war films you know like if you see something like threads or something where it's like post-nuclear um britain that's a better example i think but uh yeah 1917 quite boring it was quite beautiful like it was filmed quite nicely but like it was just sam mendes has like a weird way of sort of i don't know it's they make the war films kind of like soppy like they don't make them it's almost like a romance film it's not rather than like enough, yeah. a war film. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, like I want to see, like, I want, I want this. Yeah, you know, I want it to be hard. Like, I want it to be like hard to watch. I want it to be like war. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Whereas, like, these films are kind of beautiful, and they show like you know the single soldier putting his life on the line to make, I don't know, get this thing to get this message to people down the other end of the line, right? Yeah, and it also makes it seem like overarchingly, like in the in the film itself, you know, these soldiers that put their lives on the line, uh, like these amazing like superhero characters, but all the all the military strategists and commanders and stuff are just like fuck no, I just want to send more like waves of dudes out there. Yeah. But 
<laughs> I don't, it just seems incompatible, those two things, you know what I mean? Like, the, like sort of like the noble infantryman versus like... Like the chess players. It's, yeah, it's just a weird a weird sort of situation too. And like, they sort of talk about Winston Churchill and stuff as well. And yeah, they sort of make him this die-fired person, but he's a dickhead as well. <laughs> I don't know. I, I had some beef with uh, like British military films. Yeah. But then, was Dunkirk better? Like, did you enjoy Dunkirk? Yeah, I did. Dunkirk was crazy. It had a lot of different things going on. Christopher Nolan, yeah, yeah it, it made it pretty crazy. What, like, like uh, what makes those better just, than Jarhead? I mean, obviously, they're completely different, but just... I think 1917 uh, is better than Jarhead, just, like, for the way it was filmed. Also, like, it, it wasn't as poppy. Like, 2005 films always are kind of like... yeah. Poppy. They have a they have a mid two thousand. They look to, like a yeah. British. Uh, they look like a um, Britney Spears uh, music video. Yeah. Like um, yeah, yeah. What was uh, the island? The island had that look. Yeah. To a T. That you know the Y two K aesthetica. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, but I prefer Jarhead to nineteen seventeen. But I think I prefer Dunkirk to both of them. I think Jarhead Jarhead just did like it did well in like it, the little bits that you know, weren't really crucial to the film, but were more interesting to what was happening in terms of, like, an American military. Like, when they were, like, when um, they were supposed to be showing off the masks that they would wear if there was going to be any chemical warfare, and all the stuff was, like, breaking off. Yeah, and no yeah, one yeah. Fixed any of the stuff. I like that. I like those little things. Yeah, everything. And, yeah, I, I think that was very realistic. Like, also, you know, he runs across to get a, a battery for the radio, and they give him a dead battery, like, and he runs back, and he's just like, yeah, welcome yeah. to the suck. Like, it, it, you see that shit. It's the same in, like, if you're working in a shitty business, and people will say, like, you know, like, so, okay, let's say I'm not going to reference a real business that I've worked for, but say the business is called, <laughs> like, um, um, it's called Box. It's called Boxes. And they'll be like, um, <laughs> you know, like, you'll say, oh, like, why didn't this happen? And you're like, oh. Because this is boxes, you know. Like I've heard that yeah. quote in lots of companies I've worked at. Companies that I've worked at, where they'll be like, "Oh, don't you know? Like you're working at boxes. Like it's just the answer <laughs> to like. So you know, you have question X. Like, oh, that's weird that this certain process didn't occur as it should. And then someone will respond with, you know, oh, didn't you know that that's because you're working at boxes? Like. It's just, mm. it's such a common response, and, and so it's like, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, you know, oh, the the batteries for the radio don't work, or like, or all, all our equipment is, you know, like, um, they're complaining about the actual radios that they have. Oh, that's like, you know, we got like satellites or something, and we're still using this shit. It's like, yeah, welcome mm. to the suck. It's like that is just mm. part and parcel of working in a you know broken system. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, the other thing that's interesting is the scene where. They're walking across the desert as a unit, and the ships, um, no, uh, aircrafts are coming by, and they're like, "Oh hell yeah, they're gonna, you know, they're going down to, like, I don't know, bomb someone or something." And the aircrafts turn around and start shooting them. <laughs> yeah, like, and they just that keep moving on after that. Like, yeah, the, you can read up about those sorts of events. Like, they definitely happen. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I've looked through the statistics before of, um, I, I can't remember which war, but it was like casualties per country in a certain war, and like it all lists like missing in action friendly fire like mm. killed by enemy and like the sometimes the friendly fire figure is insane sometimes it's mm. absolutely insane i can't remember which war i was reading that for it was really interesting mm. yeah well i mean like it's also 
crazy that like uh, the commander was just like keep up walking. Like, those people will be fine. And then yeah. they like blew up all these trucks and shit. People are jumping out on fire. Like, <laughs> just like I think that that like says it all about the entire uh, Desert Storm campaign. Yeah. It's just like uh, you, you know, like uh, you're gonna walk through the desert. It's you know what this is. Uh, you know what the Gulf War was? It was Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> <laughs> they walk all in one direction, uh, and they get to the end, and they're like, oh, actually, there's nothing here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they just come backwards, like, you know, like... We found nothing. Yeah, yeah, like, and I think that's... It's in, I think, like, like I said before, they're sort of like breadcrumbs of an interesting film in this film. Yeah, it like, could have been so much better. The concept of speed... I think the the issue around speed and the speed of warfare was interesting. Uh, they pro- yeah, like say take yeah, it's probably yeah. been experienced multiple What's times that? in like successive wars. So you know you have guys come to the war with the previous war in mind. Like okay, well I have experience from the last war. You know, say like World War One to World War Two, or World War Two to mm. I don't know Cold War or Vietnam or whatever. Um, and there's new technology each time or it's fought in a completely different way. You know, these days it's so um, communication-based and, like, based a lot around, like, sabotage of of communication or, like, sanctions, you know, they're in an integral part of war and a lot less based on, you know, obviously World War One, a lot of it just on the ground. And they mention that in the film even, you know, they say, like, oh, they say, they say, like, um, one metre in World War One was, like, five miles in world war two or something like that um and yeah like you can completely Mm, understand you know they're just outpaced by technology so you'll come you'll come to a new war and be like okay well i'm ready now because i've got a fighter jet and it's like oh we're we're actually fighting the war in space like on the moon (laughs) Mm. yeah the moon is the death star Yeah, but, remember, um, there's a secret Chinese base yeah, no, on that... the other side. That's a cons- a massive conspiracy theory. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. People very strongly believe that. Um, they think that there's a. a Wait, big... what do you mean the other side of the moon? The moon's constantly turning, isn't it? I don't know if it is. I think there's a side that we don't see. Really? I mean, the dark side of the moon, obviously, but like. But that might not be. Don't a, we see a that when it point. turns? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe. Oh, well, I guess our revolution, the moon's in our gravity, right? So our revolution is this revolution, so maybe we don't see the other side. Well, I would, I don't know, that's bizarre, like, that's the opposite of, like, the moon landing was faked. Yeah, it, yeah, the, yeah. I haven't really looked into that theory, but it's a funny one. Why, why wouldn't America be on there if anyone was there first because they never went there jack they love like (laughs) (laughs) damn it was a chinese plot (laughs) no i was watching the footage um the other day it actually it looks crazy not to like investigate just because like i was like oh and check out the moon footage like when he's driving around in the rover thing and it's crazy yeah yeah. Mm. it's it's so um odd it's just it makes it's, it's so surreal to watch it it's uh yeah, I, I, like watching it. It does look kind of fake. Like um, it has that look, the way that yeah. things move in the. It's and just because it's, it's so surreal as well, obviously. Yeah, of course. Like I'm not doubting it's um, real reality, but like yeah, it's absolutely insane that people were like just walking around on the moon. Yeah. Well, it's pretty crazy that like so much um, of the world was tied up in this thing, and then like once it happened, the the 
government was just like, yeah, we're not going to fund you anymore. Yeah. And it was just over. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, just getting there was, in a way, it was a non-violent war. It was, it was an arms race against yeah, Russia. Yeah, for sure. They, that's how they defeated um, the Soviet bloc. Yeah. They were just like, yeah, no more Russia. But, you know, whatever. Now we all have the moon. <laughs> There's nothing. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, the, the the thing about like the technological speed as well is like, does that mean then that they're still going to have to have like armed forces and like uh, traditional military tactics continuing just as a part of the military? Like, think, because it yeah. it houses houses so much of the um, I don't know the research and development and economic imperative of America and other countries. So they're just like we're not going to stop having soldiers because yeah i think so that's just how we do it like where are they going to go what are we going to do with this sort of stuff you know like yeah the military academy is such a thing like you have a naughty boy who's like oh, you're gonna go to the military academy if you don't like wise it up <laughs> what are they going to do without that <laughs> mm. the other thing as well is like our wars like is it like a necessity for people to like engage each other like is that Versus like a purely like technological war um, of like drones fighting other drones. So like that's still attacking people. It just so happens that the, the people who are like the drone itself and like the agent of destruction isn't a person. Yeah. Because like dropping a bomb from a drone, like you're going to drop it on like people or someone, you know what I mean? Like, so it's still people are still involved in it. Yeah. I guess, uh, yeah. There's all, I, I mean, there's a scale of the pointlessness of different wars. So, you okay. know, this one was Jarhead works. The Gulf War was totally exactly. Yeah. Oh, that, sorry. Like, yeah. yeah, no, that I just mean. Yeah, that's why like Jarhead is is a film, um, or is the style mm. that it is because it's like take like one of the more pointless wars. Not to say that other ones <laughs> accomplished less than they were worth, but um, yeah. I think um I think I don't know how you feel about this as well, but I think like World War One might have been the only war where you could say like there was a good versus oh actually I don't know you know the Nazis were pretty fucked now that I think about it you know like World War Two as well yeah. with uh, Japan and, and Germany but like after that it just seemed like what you know or is it just like is there just military empires and like imperialist desires occurring across like geopolitical uh, geopolitics yeah after that it's kind of just you like know what I mean? america has to be constantly flexing just so you know to to like clamp down on any potential uprisings anywhere in the world well in advance of them even you know achieving any sort of technological superiority and that they even you know um for example the justification for the Iraq war and them trying to link like 9-11 to Saddam and claiming that Saddam had mm. um, WMDs, even though they didn't find any evidence. But apparently Saddam did say that like, yeah, he was cooking up some WMDs um, just to, uh, I think, gain uh. like strength of like support from his citizenry or something just to kind of, so he, he, he partially brought right. it on himself, but even like, so he did actually say that. And then uh, I think he was interrogated by the FBI I was like, yeah, I actually don't have anything. <laughs> yeah, I guess after all that sort of starts up, you don't want to, you don't want to back down. You got to keep going, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, also, I guess, I guess, um, the sort of Britain and America had to figure out who, who, because they need sort of like a figurehead of evil, right? Like you need, you need like a place and you need a person, right? So you've got Saddam Hussein. Who's the other guy? Um, I feel like we've gotten, well, they're past that now. And now it's just, it's sadly fully contained in America. So the evil one is just the other, like Democrat or Republican, you know, left, right. (laughs) It's so divided that the the enemy is now internal. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you see that now with like the the absolute like half and halfness, I guess the like the brokenness of America Man, as just being these two yeah. different places. Biden is, um, I think he's coming on pretty strong already, which is very dangerous. As in, like he's um he's put out a lot of stuff already that is would be very inflammatory to um to like some of the right wingers to do with like passing um. Uh, I was I was reading an article last night to do with a bunch of um, like equality um, bills that he's passing and shit like that. Where it's just he's, he's laying he, it on. He so he's laying the divisiveness on thick. Uh, it was there was right. like something that he was passing to do with um, like systemic racism and like um, equality of opportunity or something and and. Um, you know, like achieving a, a 50-50 balance of like female and male in workplaces and stuff like that. I, I, I don't know the article well enough to really, I don't want to misstate what it said, but it was just, I do remember thinking, or oh, and someone else was commenting on it saying like, it's <laughs> right or wrong, like regardless of the article, it's just like, it was very thick. It's, it's, it's going to be something that, you know, people mm-hmm. who might be moderate or centrist would read it and, and, you know, who could maybe like, you know, they would take a balanced view to things, but this was kind of just like, now you're having this and it would, it would just, it would radicalize people that otherwise wouldn't be, which is just, you know, going to further yeah. the division. Well, you know, that might not be terrible, you know, a moderate or a centrist or whatever is kind of just going with the flow as long as it helps them, you know, like a centrist is kind of just someone who's like, oh, you know, none of these laws or anything have really affected me, so I don't have to feel any sort of way, but like, maybe it's no, probably better that think, you yeah, but you can start be a, to get into it. You can, no, but you can be a centrist and feel ways about different things. I just think, I mean, centrist has become a slur somehow just for not being radically either way, radically inclined. Well, it, I don't know whether or not it has anything to do with uh, radicality, where it more is just like a lot of a lot of centrist politics has to do with the, the it doesn't affect you. You know what I mean. So you don't have to be part of it. You know what I mean. Like, and that way you can kind of be like, oh, you know, this this is okay, that's okay. Whereas like there are communities that are directly affected by uh, legislation and yeah. law, and so they have no choice. I guess it you fucks I mean? it up like, when, so we, when we use like label terms like centrist because that could mean a different thing to you and to me. Just the same as like, I mean, well, left and right are a bit more. Uh, thoroughly defined regardless of who you are but mm. to me like a centrist is just someone who doesn't you know drink the kool-aid from either side and and just likes <laughs> to take take each thing as a separate issue not not to have to like just do what the, his yeah, side says yeah, he I should think do or think yeah yeah well in that case yeah like it's 
probably a good idea to reflect on some of the things, not necessarily just accept it based on like a, an identitarian politics or something, but you know, whatever. Um, I guess the funny thing about like, you know, um, stopping systemic racism and stuff like that is like Joe Biden was pretty down for that stuff for a while. And also like, you know, murder is illegal and yet people murder. <laughs> so like, I don't know whether or not these laws could change too much of these sorts of things, but, um, and also the 50, 50 split in, split yeah, in but, business. But, is kind of no, no, no. Like, murder being illegal probably reduces the amount of murders. <laughs> which <laughs> doesn't stop it though does yeah, it you know yeah. but um no but okay yeah i think my yeah though. my my quip with biden is like well obviously firstly it's not really him it's just you know he's being told oh this is hip do this by whoever like he, i don't really <laughs> think that he comes up with any of this shit on his own or like he just um, i don't know man i you know he's early onset of dementia. Oh no, not at all. Like he's a he's a big he's, he's a big fan of just like neoliberal politics anyway. So he's just gonna be like, Can I have more money please? Yes, yeah, this is good. Yeah, exactly. Like, as long as whoever's lobbying for him and like for the laws gives him like a nice something, that'll yeah. be fine. But the problem is but, um, yeah, it's gonna like yeah. it's gonna radicalize people that otherwise you know, if if you start like over censoring, I guess, um, of people who are just central. And then, and then it's like, oh, well, those people will be like, oh, I guess I'm right wing now because I'm not allowed to talk about something. Yeah, I mean. Sorry, like, I, I just lost you there a little bit. Like some of the things then. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Hello? Yeah. Um, the right wing love to talk about things that they can't say or whatever, but like no one's stopping you. People are just going to be like, shut up. <laughs> Well, that's what, yeah, yeah it should no, be no, that way. No it should, it should be, you say, it should, yeah, but there are laws. So if, if you're saying something, if you're saying something stupid, be prepared for someone to tell you to shut up. That, <laughs> that's exactly what most normal people's view is on that. But that's not what the law states. Like, it, you know, that's why we have hate speech laws. Like, that's why people are against hate speech laws, because that's not how it plays out. That's not, it's not allowed to play out yeah. like that. Like, so that we can ridicule people that say dumb shit, like, or racist shit. Yeah, it's like I so. The, I mean, the, the, okay they're censoring. Yeah, but <laughs> that's, that the, the okay. problem I say is like they're censoring the avenue that these people would have to get told that they're idiots. I think and the so is that you push the, them. You push them, them <laughs> underground into an echo chamber rather than letting them, you know, go on YouTube and talk dumb shit and have people say like, "Look at this idiot." Instead, it's like they'll preach to a kind of you know, sheltered audience where they're not open to ridicule. And then you get like increased radicalization. Do feel of that sort of stuff, but I understand what you mean. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, there's, there's a lot of banning of channels that aren't that extreme. Yeah. You know. I hate, I hate to be uh, that yeah, guy to like uh, that... stand up for, you know, like the idiots of YouTube, but like, there's plenty that I, I, yeah. I would watch and, and completely disagree with, but still interesting to watch just to like, for a, from a psychoanalytic analytic perspective, just like, okay, well, like, why does this guy hold this view even? Yeah, I guess, I guess those sorts of issues are like corporations just being like, what will give me the most money? Like, what will stop people from like, yeah, disinvesting in me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so in that case, like, it's neither like, it's just them covering their ass, I guess. That probably happens a lot. Well, yeah, because there was a letter from like um, Congress to 
Google slash YouTube. It was addressed to like Sundar Pichai and um, Susan Wojcicki or whatever her name is, the YouTube CEO, mm. um, which was basically like Congress or, or the White House or whatever, like basically Biden's administration having a go at them for um, essentially all putting part of the blame of the capital riots on them as as if like your platform, like you not moderating the content on your platform enough was what caused the rad- radicalization yeah. that led to the riots, which I, I think mean, is completely bullshit. Fair, well, that's not necessarily true. I don't think so. Like now that they have like little warnings that say like this is false information or whatever, like or like this, these statistics do not like read true. That's pretty handy because a lot of people can just be like, but now, now that that's happened after the fact that people already like have invested so much in like, but it's a corporation, alternative facts and alternative news. It's a corporation corporation. deciding what's true. You can see the danger there. uh, Yeah, that's the problem. I think that there's a problem there in in, um, investing in um, you know corporations making the rules. I think that's terrible. But, I mean, I don't think it hurts if there's a little tagline next to someone being like, you know, um, the Holocaust isn't real. And it says, like, this is disinformation. Yeah, that's not yeah, terrible. sure. <laughs> that's, yeah, no, yeah, I got no yeah. problem with that. But I'm, I'm, to- I'm totally not, I'm not going to back um, corporations being able to, like, censor things. Of course not. No way. Yeah. Because that just means that they're just going to push, it, push it all yeah, over so, the place. And now so. you have, like, have you ever been on BitChute? Uh, no, I don't know what that is. It's shit. It's like the it's like the right wing YouTube, but it's, I mean, you go on the front page and it's just like there's so much trash, man, and it's just so like overly, um, biased one way. The right wing YouTube. How long has this been going for? A while. It's you know it's obviously not as um, it's not as fast, but it, it has a similar format. Popular. It's quite popular, and you, you but there's all these ones right. rising up. You know, like. Parler and Gab and Bitchute and I don't know that much about them. Yeah. It's nice to it's nice to go on them sometimes and just like look at the old Wild West sort of internet where like anything anything goes kind of thing mm. and just be like, wow, this is a thing. And just to like look inside <laughs> that world. But it's it's not entertaining uh, yeah. apart from just like analyzing and, you know, just seeing like, okay, so this is what people are like really strongly into. And it's sad that like they're it's they're mm. pushed there. Like like you shouldn't have platforms divided along those lines. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I agree. Yeah. Um, it's probably just a bad idea to let corporations dictate what people can and can't say, um, because eventually, surely it's just going to be like, no, Facebook is good. Like we'll just be everyone's like status. <laughs> yeah. Or something. How dare you say? Yeah, it's why I love the um the Lego movie so much. When like the song is like everything is awesome, you know, he goes in to buy a coffee and she's like, "That's nineteen dollars or something," and he's like, (laughs) "Awesome!" (laughs) I love it. I love that kind of like satire of like blindness, subtle psychological pushes. Yeah, yeah, the the. You know, places have been doing that forever. Like you go into like uh, a shopping center or whatever, and they got music on, and it does stuff to you. <laughs> or it's purported to have yeah, some well, psychological effect to you. Apparently, like, you can link that back to Jarhead, like um, Bob Marley. Don't worry, be happy. It's just like there's a lot of that kind of 
atmosphere in the film where you know there's a quote where they're like fuck politics we're here all the rest is bullshit and they're just like happy to like they start having a um semi-dissenting conversation where they're like why are we actually here oil blah 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 and then they just revert to kind of obedient soldier mm. mode and they're just like oh fuck it like we're here so let's just do whatever like let's not question like let's just enjoy what we're doing kind of thing yeah it, it's sort of funny that that's uh because that guy is like what he's going to get kicked out of the military or something as well right because he was a he had a felony yeah, or something he did, yeah he, he misreported say that he did yeah yeah pretty crazy that like you can go to a different country and like put your life on the line and spend I don't know however many years it takes in training to become this person. As soon as they're like, oh no, this person broke the rules in this little area here, it's just like oh you lose all that shit. It's pretty crazy. Like maybe it's not like that in reality. I feel bad for soldiers. Like, it probably is. Like I feel like the code of code yeah. of command or no, like yeah. the structure of command or whatever in uh, the military is pretty. pretty it probably brutal. is. Like, probably is. But like. In um, 1917, it's a little bit of the opposite. Like, there's, there's sort of like two guys on their journey, and uh, they're having a conversation about one of them got a medal for something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, did you give you a medal? You, you should have your medal so you can give them back to your family. It's like, no, nah, I traded that for a bottle of wine when we were in, like, a French city. <laughs> and the other guy's like, what the fuck? Like, you traded your medal of honor for a bottle of wine. It's just like, yeah, that shit doesn't matter to me. Like, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, on one side, like, the tiniest problem and you're out of the army. And on the other side, you know, you get this accolade for, I don't know, um, heroic conduct. doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know, like, this has put me on a real war movie thing. I'm I, know, I, I don't watch, know like, how you do it. Yeah, you, you're, you're tapped in the head. Like, it just put me <laughs> off. I was like, I'm done with war. <laughs> Even though it was, like, one film. I mean, I guess, like... There's a couple of good... There's a... I mean, there's a couple of good anti-war films. Like, Odin does a couple of good anti-war films. I mean, this um, this is an anti-war film. Like, there's a couple of good in a way. Jarhead. I st- I think that like the worst thing that he did was just make that terrible ending. Like I think that ruined the whole movie. Like if they just had the dude crying, being like, "Please, we tried. We've been in this fucking desert for ages, doing nothing," and he's just like freaking out. And you have the commander there, like, sitting on, like, a lawn chair, being like, ah, you know, got to sit back and watch. Yeah, yeah. Like, that would, that would be, I think that would be the perfect place to cut it. Yeah, they couldn't resist doing the, like, Hollywood thing. It's just, we, yeah, we've, we've spoken yeah, about this it's... before. It's the same as at the end of Terminator, when they explain time, they try to yes, explain yeah. away, like, oh, and by the way, like, everything's fine, time travel is fine, like, there's no, contradict- no contradiction here, don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I but I think the the funny thing about Terminator was like they had to do that to keep making the franchise. Like I think because they had to make number two because we all remember number two. Number one I'd never seen before. Number two I've seen so many times, and the rest of them I've seen like a few times. Yeah. But number one that was absolute dog shit. I can't believe <laughs> that they made more films out of that. That truly was the but cocaine. We, we haven't watched number one. I think we've only watched number two, right? No. Um, no, we watched number one. Yeah, I think you're right. We watched number two is the good one. That's Judgment Day. That's no, the man. One with, I like, prefer Sarah number one, Connor, I think, like... to be honest. Well, maybe we should commit to number two for next week. Mm. <laughs> what do you think? It's pretty good. Like, I remember it being... Because it's scarier and it's darker. It's like... No, but it's more action-y. It's I, just, a I don't like action like... very much. 
You're going to have to get around it. Especially mm. coming up to the 2000s. I'll come up with something better, but if I can't, then fine. Yeah. What, what, what other suggestions do you have? <laughs> um, that's a good question. I could I'm rattle off a list. couple of films and then we'll, we'll stick. Um, I wanted to watch... Hmm. These are probably these are probably not necessarily. Uh, Surely we have some more sci-fi we can do. Good for the thing. Yeah, well, there is one that I want to watch called Seconds. Okay. Uh, I think it's like an '80s film or something. I don't know. You can Google it right now, and I think that looked pretty cool. I didn't really understand it fully, but uh, I think it's called Seconds. Yeah, 1966. Or even something dystopian. Give you the, let me give you the um, synopsis. Banker Arthur Hamilton gets a call one day from a friend he thought was dead. It turns out that the friend is not a ghost, but simply faking all along and was placed into a new existence by a company who can give you a completely new face in life. Hamilton decides to undergo the procedure himself and becomes Tony Wilson, an artist who lives in Malibu. He's given a manservant to help him adjust, but soon finds the adjusting would be the least of his worries. I don't really know what's going on here. Sounds pretty wild. Also, manservant? What the hell is that? What year is this film? 1966. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm on the page now. I was just checking. We were looking at the same one. Yeah. Okay. That looks that looks pretty cool. He also man. did the Manchurian Candidate, the original Manchurian Candidate. Okay. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. I'm <laughs> on the list. I had death. It looks, pretty, it looks. It looks. I had Death Race on the list. I'm just looking at the page. What? Death Race. Jason Statham. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dystopian action thriller. <laughs> No, I, I, I'm happy with seconds. Or, yeah. What was on your list? Give me, give me a taste of what could I've have got been coming up. Book of Eli. Death Race isn't terrible. It yeah, just kind of... ah, I'll okay. keep it on the list. I got Book of Eli, Gattaca, Prometheus. Ooh, Gattaca would be good. I yeah. Think. Ooh, Prometheus. I think. Yeah. Um. What was the one after Prometheus? Covenant? That one yeah, was Yeah, I've got that on the list as well. I have seen it kind of recently though, um, maybe like a month ago. I've got... How good was it? Clockwork just, just, Orange. Just quickly. <laughs> yeah, I liked it, man. It was cool. It was definitely... You know, it's just nice to have a an alien film that's new and still good. Um, I've got mm. Clockwork Orange. I've got Dark City, which could be cool. Might not be as good as I remember. Yeah. Um, just just the subject matter itself is pretty crazy, so I think it'll still be good. And the new June, did the new June come out last year? I didn't hear anything about that. No, we didn't no, come it out. Hasn't come out yet. Um, no, yeah, it's changed June twenty twenty one because it was due for like December. Yeah, but because um, now it's people couldn't get to the cinema end of this year, October this year. Maybe they'll have some more time to make it better because the trailer, I was not that impressed think yeah trust anyway, just trust you, you, we'll, maybe we'll have to go to the, like the cinemas we'll have like an evening out <laughs> we'll go to a live one how will we do that <laughs> we're like on know. different days we you just mean. do it on the same on yeah, the same, on the same day, day i guess yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah the different day and then just come back and be like yeah, this happened yeah and that might be good but yeah is there anything else you want to say about jahead not really man other like it was fine but it was a drag to be honest not gonna lie, it was just like I mean, <laughs> maybe if you hadn't seen it before, it might be a little bit better. 
but it was a little bit of a drag. Look. You were frozen. Did you see my camera just then? I did. I saw Eva and Son running through the snow. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, what did you think of the film? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Yeah, I... You know, somewhere in between. I can't say that some, some of the stuff didn't affect me. I thought some of the stuff pretty, hit me pretty hard. But um, just just the the isolation and, like, the, pro, like the, the sort of, like, psychological terror caused by something like... Every day waking up, going to be like, get ready for war, get ready for yeah. war, get ready for war. Nothing ever happens. You're stuck in this fucking place. It had so. a good amount of realism in that way. And it kind of, you know, yeah. it cemented that idea quite nicely for me. I'll give it that for mm. sure. And, you know, the, the sort of like dissent among the people all the time as well. Like, why the fuck are we here? What's the point of this? Like, that was kind of nice as well to see like a lot of the problems of soldiers sort of questioning their role in the war. <laughs> Because like, a lot of that sort of stuff probably might not have happened in the Vietnam War. It did, you know. There's a lot of a lot of um, uh, black thought and black revolutionaries and stuff around that were like, you know, why should we be fighting the white man's war? But like, stuff like that. So you know, there was that sort of thought in. Um, That's Vietnam why Hendrix well. was assassinated but, like, by <laughs> the CIA. <laughs> exactly. I'm joking, but man, it's well, actually yeah, dodgy. I mean, the CIA has a... You know, the whole story around his death is dodgy. Yeah, well, the CIA and the FBI have like a long laundry list of um, yeah, and uh, Hendrix was a powerful, uh, prominent black. Hendrix was a powerful figure. He had a lot of public sway because, like, he yeah. was you know idolized, um, held in high regard, and he was vocally like anti-war. You know, he like take the you know even like doing the national anthem and taking the piss out of it kind of thing. Like that would that would anger a lot mm. of um, old guys. Like oh yeah, <laughs> totally. Like and yeah, I think like you know, uh, American Secret Service and stuff have a long list of. Uh, there's a long list of people they've killed. Black political figures have been murdered just because of those sorts of things. Mm. Like uh, ever since then, you know, you have people seriously thinking about what the point of these things are, is, and I, I like to see that in the film. even though it was only in there like very momentarily I think that was good it came to mind and this comes to mind often in similar films and stuff it's like that um, I can't remember if it's a peep show skit or like a Mitchell and Webb skit but just the whole are we the baddies thing you know when they're like Nazis I think it's I think it's a Mitchell and Webb yeah um, yeah. look skit and and they're just like are we the baddies like that must happen a lot to a lot of people from different countries in different wars where it's just Mm. like they've done something terrible and they're kind of just like that that, that moment of questioning where they like they've been led up to this point like you know i'm fighting the good fight i'm fighting for my country my country's good and they must often experience that like oh maybe we are the bad maybe we are the enemy you know Yeah, yeah, um, you know, and that there's people who do stuff uh, that might be reprehensible as well. You know, like Nelson Mandela's, I think, first wife or partner or something when they were when they were fighting against like apartheid. I think there, there was like, you know, quote and people being attacked and stuff like that. So, you know, there is some sort of like. Uh, you know, dirt or filth or whatever, even in like the uh, politically liberatory sort of war. You know what I mean? So, 
something like the Gulf War and the Vietnam War, yeah, that, that's that's real questioning stuff. Hmm. And on that cheery note. <laughs> <laughs> Again, probably not. Did I like watching it? I can't. The internet's struggling a little bit. Oh, is it? It's telling uh, maybe, us to get maybe off. Maybe we call, call yeah. it quits. But um, yeah, man. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for. But chatting. that was good. Yeah. yeah, I think we we covered more depth than no, the film no, offered. No, 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 thank you. Necessary. <laughs> <laughs> we somehow yeah, made a try. shallow film deep. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> as always re relating it right, to the um, current world very necessarily yeah this time again next week or earlier um earlier should be all right yeah um i, I mean even friday if you yeah. prefer friday well, or just Sunday, let me know whatever you want actually oh well, I'm, I'm off work thursday okay. friday saturday all the way through to tuesday so yeah whenevs oh great yeah? Alright, man. Peace, man. Take care. See ya.